Okay, today's daf is Kiddushin daf Chav Zayin. We left off in the bottom of daf Chav Vav Amid Beis. We really uh, left off right in the middle of something. We're in the middle of discussing the sugya of whether you need Siborna Menachem. This is the sugya of Kinyan Agav. And we know that one can be Kona Metalt of the Mishnah Torahs. Agav Karka. So when one is called a metaltal, and Agav the Karka, does the metaltal need to be piled in the Karka itself? So the Gemara ultimately has five rayos, whether or not it needs Tiboron and Menachem. We were at the very end of raya number three, but today we'll get to rayos number four and five, and then the Gemara is going to raise three other shilos about Kinyan Agav, whether you need to say the word Agav when you do Kinyan Agav, whether if you sell the field um, and, and the metaltal is a gift and is not a sale, does Kinyan Agav work? Or what if you sell the field to one person and you're selling the metaltalin to somebody else? Does Kinyan Agav work in that case? And then the Gemara on the bottom of Amnalv is going to tell us a Chiddush of Rava that Agav only works when everything was paid for in advance. And the Gemara is going to try to bring a riot to that from a Brisa that compares different types of Kinyanim. Kinyanim Kesev, Kinyanim Shtar, Kinyanim Chazak. I forgot to mention, today's year is sponsored by Yoni and Michelle Kirshner in uh, honor of the bris of their son today here in Shul Ezra Sashem. And uh, they should be Zochelach Nisa Brisa we thank them very much for the sponsorship. So the, uh, on the bottom of Chav Zayin Amrav, Rav is going to talk about whether Agav works, that Agav only works when, when it was paid for, when everything was fully paid for. The Gemara is then going to discuss in Amr Bey's being Kona, ten fields or ten animals with a single Kenyan. And then in the middle of Amr Bey's, we're going to move on to the Sugya of Gilgal Shvua, which is also something that the Mishnah taught us about, that there's a concept called Gilgal Shvua, that even though normally a Nishba in Allah Karkaos, if one is already taking a Shvua Metatlin, so we could take a Shvua on Karka as well. So we left off again right in the middle of Raya number three. Raya number three about whether you need Siborunu Menachin, whether in order for Kininagav to work, the Metatlin needs to be piled in the Karka, was a story about a person who either was sick or he was not sick and he he wanted to be makna, karka, and metaltal at the same time. So he took a tefach of, by a tefach of karka, and he was makna that along with a hundred son and a hundred chavios. So the Gemara said, ooh, that's pretty clear that you don't need Tzibar Numenachem, because there's no way that you could fit a hundred son and a hundred chavios in a single tefach by tefach of karka. So the Gemara said, no, 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 they weren't uh, actually a hundred son and a hundred chavios. It was the value of a hundred son and a hundred chavios. Because if it were Meir Chavios Meir Tzon Mamish, then he could have just done a Kenyan Chalipin. So Gemara says, well, if it was the value, if it was the money of a hundred Tzon and a hundred Chavios, why didn't he just do Meshicha? So it must be that the Makabal Matana wasn't there, so they couldn't do a Meshicha. So we hear also, by our, by our Shiloh, why didn't you just do a Chalipin? Even if it was a hundred Tzon and a hundred Chavios Mamish, you, maybe you couldn't do Chalipin because the Makabal Matana wasn't there. So the Gemara explains, why couldn't they be Makna? the Tzon and the Chavios, even without the Mechabel Matana being there, V'niskinu ne'alei agav acher, couldn't they be mezaka to him by another person being Mosheikh, the, uh, the items and uh, tell him that I'm, I want you to make this Kenyan on behalf of somebody else. You could do it as a, uh, to, you could be Kona Matana on behalf of somebody else. So Gemara says, that the person didn't want to, uh, 
be mekabel on behalf of someone else because he thought that he has to be choshesh that maybe the person who's moshech metaltan to be I mean the person who's receiving the matana is not happy having someone else receive it for him because he's afraid that the person receiving it when he takes it might use it shalok uh, and because of that chashash he doesn't want to be uh, he 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 has to do a kinyan agav rather than just have someone else step in and do uh, and 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 do and do a meshicha so the gemara explains. How can we uh, exp- how how are we going to explain the words According to what we're saying, that he could have just done it in some other way. What do the what do the mean when they say that the only way is kinyan agav? No, really, there are other ways that he could have been makna, but he was just choshesh because he was afraid of that the guy is going to be mishtamesh. So says Considering his nervousness about what's going to happen and is this guy going to use it, then Then the only way it was going to work was was through a Kinyan Agav, considering that was the only way that he was not going to be nervous about it and that everything was going to work out. Okay, moving on now to Raya number four, three lines from the bottom of the page, Chavavam Beis. Tashima, Raya number four, do you need Siburna Menachon or not? Maisa, Ram Gamliel is Kenim Shoyubam Besvina, Ram Gamliel is Kenim, we're coming on a boat once, Amar Lehem Ram Gamliel is Kenim, so Ram Gamliel said to the others a Kenim, Isur Sha'ani Asid Lamud, Nasun Ol Yoshua, Umakama Muskalo, that one tenth of the produce that I'm going to measure out once I get onto dry land is hereby given to Rabbi Yoshua and uh, the place where it is, where that produce is, is rented to Rabbi Yoshua. So that's how Rabbi Yoshua apparently is being kona all of this, uh, all of this produce by renting the area where the produce is. And another tenth of the produce that I'm going to measure out should go to Rabbi Akiva who is going to be Zohar on behalf of Aniyim, umakama muskalo. And again, I'm renting the area where all that produce is. So, so apparently, this is a pretty clear raya that you do need Siburna Menachem, because otherwise, why is he renting out the karka underneath the produce? He should have just given the produce to uh, take care of his maisos, which is apparently what this is, giving maiser rishon and maiser ani. It must have not been a maiser sheni year, it must have been year three or year six, which is a maiser ani year, and that's why he's giving to Rabbi Akiva. So, uh, so you see that you need it to be tziborin. Now maybe he did that out of uh, the goodness of his heart to give them the land underneath it because uh, it would be a big burden for them to know that stu- that produce that now belongs to them is sitting in Raman Gamliel's property and they're going to feel pressure that as soon as they finish this long boat trip they're going to have to get over to Raman Gamliel's property to, because they feel bad that he's, uh, he's storing all of their produce for them. So Gamliel thinking of that said you know what? Don't worry about it. It's your land. It's not. It's not being stored in my land. It's your land. So since he's renting out the land to them, they don't have to feel pressured. They don't have to feel bad. But it has nothing to do with how a Kenyan agav works. A Kenyan agav can work even if it's not Sibarno Menachem. <coughs> So what's going on in this story? Why is Rabbi Gamliel giving 10% to Rabbi Yeshua, 10% to Rabbi Akiva? So Rashi says what we would think is probably obvious, that Rabbi Gamliel 
must have not taken truma, and he didn't give rishos to anyone back home to be torim. So uh, he knew that no one was taking care of it at home. So he wanted to do it while he was still on the boat because he was afraid that people might eat from it back home. That people might eat from all this produce back home, and they're going to rely on him and they're going to assume that it was uh, that it was already nitram because we have a chazaka al chaver sheinu matzim mitachsi adu davar sheinu masukan. So everyone's going to rely on that chazaka. They're going to assume truma samaisus were already taken. So when Gamliel was nervous about that, he wanted to make sure that truma samaisus are in fact taken. So Tos says that's very nice, but if that were the case, then what, how did it help? Because Adrab it makes it much worse. Meaning if, if, if the way things currently stand, everything back home is Tevel. Now, some of it's actually going to be Trumos and Maestros and that's going to be highly problematic. So Tos says, no, it must be that he wasn't worried about the fact that some of it's going to be Trumos and Maestros because there was such a massive amount of produce that there's no way everyone was, they were going to be able to finish all of the produce while he was still on his boat trip. No one back home is finishing all all of it. And since he's not designating exactly which of the produce is Truma and Meiser, so when he gets back home, whatever's left will become the Truma and Meiser. Meaning part of whatever's left will be the Truma and Meiser. So that way he's, he's really solving the problem by making whatever people are eating back home into regular Chulun as opposed to being Tevel. So that's how uh, Tosus justifies. But Tosus says, I still have six other problems with Rashi's understanding that he just didn't take Truma and Meisros back home home, and now he's trying to solve the problem. He says, first of all, you know, Rashi included in his understanding that what Gamliel was nervous about is everyone's going to eat it back home because they're going to rely on the chazaka that is not So, Fraktosos, well, why did he do that then? Why did he, how did he leave on a trip and, and leave something that's in a masukan? What happened to that chazaka? How is he against that chazaka? Second, Tosos says, why did he have to give it to them and to be masculine the makam, all you need to do for Trumas and Maestros to take away the shame tevel is kriya shame. To be kore shame from afar, that this should be Truma, this should be Maestros. The Nesina you'll take care of later. When you get home, you'll give it to the Kohen, you'll give it to the Levi. All you need to do to take care of the tevel problem, to make it not tevel, is be kore shame Truma, be kore shame Maestros. Third, Tosa says, he didn't do anything because he didn't say that it should be Mu'usar. He just said that this produce should belong to you, this produce should... He never called it Maeser in our Gemara. Where did it say anything? He just said, one tenth of my produce is given to Yeshua, but he never called him Maeser Rishon. And fourth, Tosl says, he should have said how much is going to be Maeser, meaning he should have quantified it more than just saying a percentage. He should have said this measure of produce, because that's normally the way it works. You say, Asara Maeser Rishon, Tisha Maeser Sheni, Fifth Kasha tells, says that in the Sefer it says, Amr Bishua Our Gemara doesn't quote the Sefer of this price, but in the Sefer it says that once Rabbi Yeshua received his Maeser Rishon, he then designated Trumas Maeser for Rabbi Azariah because Rabbi Azariah was a coin. Well, wait a second. If it's all about if the whole idea is about taking care because people might eat it, what was Rabbi Yeshua worried about? It wasn't even in Rabbi Yeshua's possession. It was back in Rabbi Gamliel's house. So why was Rabbi Yeshua worried someone's going to eat the Trumas Meister that he has to take care of that right away on the boat? It wouldn't be, wouldn't be necessary. And finally, Tulsa says that since he was not Koveya Makom, Litzafan or Lidarum, why does that Afrasha help? Normally, if you want to be uh, Mafrish from afar, at least you have to say in which area of your uh, silo the Truma is going to be, where 
the Meister is going to be, say, Litzvono, Lidromo, something like that. So for all of those reasons, three lines from the bottom of the page, Rabbeinu Tam suggests, Sheshas Habiur Haya, Sheyitzarek Levar Masrosav Mitoch uh, that this is not about it's not about taking care of an Isra Tevel of course he was mafresh everything in advance he took care of the Isra Tevel no one at home is going to be eating Tevel he wouldn't leave home leaving a whole bunch of Tevel at home that people are going to eat he was mafresh everything but there's two di- different dinim there's a din of hafrasha that takes away the Isra Tevel and then there's actually giving it to where it belongs, making sure the truma goes to the Kohen, the Meiser goes to the Levi. That he hadn't done yet. He hadn't actually delivered it yet. And the halacha is that uh, there's a Shas Habir, and during the Shas Habir, in Pesach of the 4th and 7th year, there's a Shas Habir, you have to make sure that the Trumas and Meisros have been delivered to where they belong, so that he can say with confidence that I've already I've already taken care, I've already gotten rid of whatever has to be gotten rid of, I've already uh, delivered it to wherever, wherever it needs to be delivered. Delivered. That's what he was doing from the boat. He's saying, okay, there's some Maiserishan I still have at home that I didn't yet take care of. Now I'm giving that to Rabbi Shua. There's Maiserani. I'm giving that to Rabbi Akiva. Why didn't he mention Truma Gedola? So Tosas asked that question on Chavzayin Amaral in, in the second skinny line. And he says, It could be that if, since Truma Gedola is such a tiny amount, that, that's required on a Daraisa level, you only need a Chita Achas to work for Chuma Gedola, it could be that he took a Chita Achas and he actually gave it to a Kohen before he left. But delivery of massive amounts of grain, that maybe he didn't have time to do before he left, and that's why he had to do that from, from the boat. But for a Chita Achas to take care of the entire Kri, that he could have just done before he left. Bento says, Yeah, Midaraisa, Chita Achas, Poteris Kala Kri. But Midarabanan, that's that's not good. What Rav Gamliel is not worried about a din to Rabbanon. So Tos suggests different. He says that maybe Truma Gedol there's no chiv biur. The biur the the din of biarti akodesh min only relates to Maisos. And Tos tries to bring a raya to such a yisod that it only relates relates to uh, to Maisos. So that's uh, that, that's the the big machlokas Rashi and Tos in terms of what's going on over here. Is this the actual hafrasha itself, or is this the be or that happens after the uh, the hafrasha. Now, second issue that comes up over here, he says that he's giving ten percent to Yoshua, to Rabbi Yoshua. So Rashi says because Rabbi Yoshua was a levi, and this was my surishon. Frektosus and Dibra Maskel Nasan Yoshua, the Kasha, Eich Nasan Lova, continue Ezra. Why is he giving it to Rabbi Yeshua? Uh, Ezra made a Knas in the Gemara Yavamas that the Levim, because they didn't return to Eretz Yisrael. When uh, after after Galus Bavel, they no longer get Meiser Rishon. So why is he giving in the times of Bayasheni? Why is he giving Meiser Rishon to a Levi? Meiser Rishon no longer goes to a Levi. So says tells the Yisrael to serve lo kanas laaniim. Rabbi Yeshua ani hayikdamer brachos mikolsi basically nikar shabchamiata. That Rabbi Yeshua was not only a Levi, he was also an ani. And although Ezra made a knas that Levim no longer get Meiser Rishon, but that was only for Levi 
Leviim who are not Aniim. If a Levi also happened to be an Ani, he's allowed to get Maiserishon, and that's why Rabbi Yeshua got the Maiserishon. So Tos says, that's great. That answers one question, but that raises a whole new question. If Rabbi Yeshua was also an Ani, so that explains why he was able to get Maiserishon. But then it doesn't explain Vim Tomar, Once you're giving him your Maiserishon, and he's an Ani, you might as well give him your Maiserani as well. Why do you have to involve Rabbi Akiva, get another person involved in Kinyanim to give your Maiserani to Rabbi Akiva on behalf of the Anim? Just give it straight to Rabbi Yeshua. So Tos suggests, that he wanted to give it to as many Anim as possible because the Gemara says in Erevin that if you give all your Maisos to one person, to one, all your, your, your Trumas, to one coin, all your Matanos, to one coin, it's maybe Rav Leon. You're supposed to try to spread the wealth. So a little dafyomi coincidence in the Chuvas Avne Chefetz, according to the Panini Alacha section of the Masifta over here, Chelek Alev Simit Sadi Alev, he says, uh, what if a, a father, an Aviyah Ben, on the day of Emila, wants to be Mechabit a person as both the Moel and the Sadik, and the Sandik? Is that like being, uh, gi- uh, giving all your Matanos to a Kohen Echad that's maybe Ra of Leolam, that's going to be, uh, that's going to bring uh, starvation to the world? And uh, he learns from the Nodviuda that who mentions this, this svara on uh, using the same sandik, the, the Ramatok, not to use the same sandik for, uh, for, for two, two, of your cho- two of your sons in the same family because the sandik is considered to be a school of Farashiros. So you, don't, you want to spread around the wealth a little bit. You don't want to use the same sandik over and, and, and over again. So, uh, so the, the, the example he gives for this Yisod is our Tosa. So Gamaliel gave the Maeser Rishon to Rabbi Yishor, the Maeser Rani to Rabbi Akiva, as opposed to giving the Maeser Rani to Rabbi Yishor as well, because he wanted to spread around the wealth to different Aniyim. So he says, maybe the same is true by Ibris Mila, that you should try to spread around the mitzvahs to different people. I think by the Rebbes they do that, that the Rebbes, the Sandik and the Moel at the same time, by a lot of the, a lot of the Rebbes. Seems a little bit uh, risky, but uh, I don't know, they, they, I guess they're used to it, they're used to juggling. So, uh, so they they, they, they managed to, to do that. But that's, uh, that, that's the discussion in Postkin. Another suggestion, Tulsa says, maybe the reason he didn't give it to Rabbi Yeshua is because, yes, Rabbi Yeshua was poor, but maybe he wasn't poor enough to get Maeser Ani. Maybe in order to get, he had Masayim Zuz, so that's why he couldn't get Maeser Ani. But he was able to take Maeser Rishon because he was poor enough to be able to, uh, to not be included in the Knas that Ezra made. Um, the uh, then Tosis just points out that this whole discussion is not a discussion if you assume that uh, that 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 uh, that, the, that the kenas that Ezra made was was that uh, that the Kohanim also get Meiser Rishon, not that the Kohanim exclusively get Rishon. That there is an opinion in the Gemara and Yavamas that the kenas that Ezra made was not that a Levi no longer gets Maeser Rishon, it's that in addition to the Levi getting Maeser Rishon, they now have to share that with Kohanim, Kohanim are also going to get Maeser Rishon, if that's the case, then there's certainly no problem to begin with, of why Rabbi Yeshua was on the receiving end of the Maeser Rishon. Now the Gemara is making the assumption that the way this Kinyan is working is Kinyan Agav. The Gemara by Metziah Dafir Alfam Beis quotes this Mishnah and says that it uh, assumes that it was a Kinyan Chatzar, and the Gemara says, wait, I thought you can only be Kona with a Kinyan Chatzar if you're Omid Bet 
Bitsad Sadeu. They're obviously not Omid Bitsad Sadeu over here. They're on they're on a boat. So uh, so how does the Kinyan Chatzer work? So there's a machlokas in the Gemara uh, how to answer that question. How is this Kinyan Chatzer working if they're not Omid Bitsad Sadeu? So uh, so some uh, one answer the Gemara gives is it's not a Kinyan Chatzer. It's a Kinyan Agav. And uh, Rav Papa over there says it is a Kinyan Chatzer. You only need to be Omid Bitsad Sadeu when you're Zochem in a Hefker. But when someone's being when you have a Dasa Cheres Makna, when someone else is being Makna, you don't need to be Omid Bitsad Sadeu. So you see, but Metzia it's a Machlokas whether this is even talking about Kinyan Agav. We're bringing it as a Raya for Tzibaru Menachem for how Kinyan Agav works. That our whole Gemara obviously only works within the assumption of that one day uh, that this is actually a Kinyan Agav and it's not a Kinyan Chatzar. You have to see where it comes up and that it's not so Pashut. All the assumptions we're making here are not so Pashut to, uh, to assume everywhere. Okay, Vaiter, fifth line on Chavzayin Amrav Tashma, the fifth Raya. There are two types of Shtaros. If a person says, along with the Shtar, a person says when he's making a Kinyan, I want you to make a Kinyan in this field for so and so. And you can write a star for him. So once he said he can no longer be chozer on the uh, the field, but he can be uh, he can be chozer on the on on the star. He's allowed to change his mind about uh, about the star. Now uh, Tos says, well, what's the value of being ch- of changing your mind on the star if the guy's going to get the field anyway? If he's already being caught on the field, if he's not being close on the sada, he just doesn't want staros going out saying that he uh, that he owes something, that he paid something, that he had to give up his land because uh, the star really gets the word out even more than edim, and people are going to think that he's poor and that he has to. He's, he's, he's liquidating all of his assets he's selling off all of his real estate it's not going to look good for him if word gets out that he sold the land so that's why he may want to be chozer on the shtar but that's if he said and write for him a shtar but if he says that it's almanas that you write a shtar for him then you could be chozer both on the shtar and on the field there's a third type of shtar as well the two that we said and idach the third one if the mocha writes a star on behalf of the lokech that he is receiving this land without even consulting with the lokech, because the mocha is allowed to do that, it's, do that. It's to the benefit of the lokech. So once the guy makes a kinyan on the karka, he's the lokech makes a kinyan on the karka. He's automatically kona the star wherever it might be. Oh, So apparently he's being kona the star agav the karka, and apparently the star does not need to be tziborim in the karka. It could be somewhere else. So it says more shiny star da afsir da arahu. Now maybe you could buy you could be kona a star agav karka because star is considered the uh, like the handle of the land. It's considered an extension of the land. But maybe if we're be about being kona something else agav the karka that you would need tzibor menachin. It's only a star that doesn't need to be tzibor menachin. Iva alak But it's about being kona a star together with karka that we say ah there's your classic prototype typical example of Kinyan Agav. So don't tell me it's an unusual Kinyan Agav. It's more of a connection. It doesn't follow the normal rules of Kinyan Agav. It's Dafka there that the Brisa says, this is 
textbook Kinyanagav. So says So that's Taka good raya. You see that it doesn't eat Tibor Menachin because you could be calling the Shtar Agav the Karka, even though the Shtar is not Tibor Menachin in the Karka. So now the Gemara raises three more Shailas about Kinyanagav. Shaila number one, Ibailu, maybe in an Agav Olo. When you do a Kinyan Agav, must you say that you're doing a Kinyan Agav? Is it necessary to say that one is doing a Kinyan Agav? Well, we had all these five rayas about Kinyan Agav. In none of the cases did the word Agav actually come up. We said that he's being Konakarki, he's being Konamitatlin with the Karki, he's being Konashtar with the Karki. Nothing about the word Agav. So don't you see that you don't need to say the word Kinyan, you don't need to say the word Agav? Says Katani. Yeah, but you know what else it doesn't say? It doesn't say the word Kni in any of these places. And obviously you have to say Kni. It's not going to work if you don't say Kni. Ella Adamar Kni, Yachanami, Adamar Agav. Obviously, we're not giving all the details of the exact legalese, all the language that has to be used in order to make this work. But uh, we're making the assumption that he's using the proper formulation. So just like Kni is the proper formulation and must have been used, Agav is also proper formulation. That's what must have been used. The Allah is it doesn't need to, to be Tiborin, but it does need to, you do need, you do need to say Agav and Kni. So, uh, because we, we already passed why uh, how we know that you don't need Tiborin, because uh, we, the, the Raya number five was a strong Raya about being Kona the Shtar, Agav the Karka, but to say the words Agav and the word Kni, that you actually do need. The Rambam in the third part of Ilks Mechira, Allah Hates, says that if Metaltalin is not Tiborin Bekarka, then you need to say Kni Agav Karka. But if the Metaltalin is Tiborin, you don't need to say Agav. Meaning, probably is Medayik in the Gemara over, there, over here. We already said that Shemamina Lobi in Tiborin Bashemamina. Why are we mentioning again? Why would he say again that uh, that Tiborin Lobi Inan? We already paskind Tiborin Lobi Inan. So it could be the Rambam understands that there's a connection between Tiborin Lobi Inan and Agav Ukni Inan. That it's only when there's no Tzibarin, it's only then that you require Agavukni. That when it is Tzibarin, Agavukni is not necessary. And that's how the, the, the Ran writes, that uh, if tzibarin, if they were Tzibarin, you wouldn't need to do it, Midin Kinyan Agav, you'd be calling Midin Kinyan Chatzor. He says, logically, as well, that if it were Tzibarin, Kinyan Chatzor would work, it wouldn't even be necessary to have Kinyan Agav. Okay, that was all one Shaila when it comes to Kinyan Agav. Shaila number two now about Kinyan Agav. Yibailu, Matana, Mahu. What if the uh, he wants to be called, he wants to be makna a field and metaltalin, but he wants them to be two different types of kinyanim. He's selling the field. He's giving the metaltalin as a matana. Does that work with kinyan agav? So Tashma Isur Shani Asid Lamud Nasun Yoshua Umakomo Muskarlo Shmamina. What was he doing when they were on the boat? Ram Gamliel was giving Rabbi Yeshua ten percent of the produce as a matana, and the land underneath it was Muskarlo, was given to him as a rental. So you see that uh, that you can have two different types of Kinyanim, even though it's working through Kinyan Agav. Now the Ritva writes that the same is true Lahapuch. That if a person sells metaltalim and the karka, he's, and, the, and he's giving the karka as a matana, the Gemara only raised the question if he's selling the field and the metaltalim is a matana. If it's the reverse, the Ritva says it's the same thing. There's no svara to be to be mechalik. That was included in the suffix, and it's included in the Gemara's answer that it, that it would work. However, the shita lo no disagrees. He says that if the metaltalim 
was b'mecher and the karka was b'matana, then there's not even a suffix. Of course it works. The Gemara never would have even raised that shaila because since the person is being is is is, is the the, uh, the the kar he's being machzik in the karka and the metalin is uh, is being sold and he's giving money for it. Of course he's calling both of them. The whole suffix of the Gemara is only when the metalin was b'matana where he didn't pay for the metalin. Meaning it would it would be so weak. You're not even making a ma'isa kinyan on the metalin. Plus you didn't pay for it? That's what the Gemara was asking. Can that work with the Kinyan Agav, where you're making a legitimate Kinyan on the Karka, but the Metaltlim, not only are you not making an actual Kinyan on it, you didn't even pay for it? So that's what the, that was the Gemara Shaila. But if you actually paid for the Metaltlim, so then, then of course it would work with a, with a Kinyan Agav. That's how the Shita Lanodalami understands. Says Gemara, third Shaila related to Kinyan Agav. What if you're giving the Sada and the Metaltlim to two different people? What's the din? What happened in the case on the boat? The, he, he was giving Rabbi Akiva the produce, but not for Rabbi Akiva to have the produce, for the Aniim to have the produce. But the land on which that produce was sitting, on which that Maisarani was sitting, he was renting to Rabbi Akiva himself, personally. So this is for two different people. The produce is for the Aniim, and the land is for Rabbi Akiva, and you see that it works. So says, no, my muskar, muskal Maybe the land was also being rented for the uh, for for the aniim, so, or for for the purpose of the 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 meiser ani, meaning uh, that, that it's not considered two separate people. Viva isema shiny Rabbi Akiva diar aniim hava, or it could be that Rabbi Akiva is not considered an independent entity from the Aniyim. Since he's the Gabay Tzedakah, he's the one that takes care of the Aniyim, so he's considered the Yad of the Aniyim. So it is that the land and the Metaltalin are being given to the same person. Period. Now the Gemara says a Chiddush about Kinyan Agav. Kinyan Agav only works if it's all paid for, if you paid for all the Metaltalin. But if you didn't pay for everything, then you're only Kona what you've actually paid for. That's going to bring a, a riot to Rava that it has to be that you've already paid for it. Now, the Brysa is going to tell us a lot of other halachas along the way, but what we're trying to get out of this Brysa is that Kinyan Agav only works when it's already been paid for. The Brysa compares Kinyan Kesef to Kinyan Shtar and Kinyan Chazaka. So, first we start off with Kesef and Shtar. In certain ways, Kesef is stronger than Shtar, certain ways, Shtar is stronger than Kesef. Kesef is stronger in that you could be poda hagdish or maishasheni with kesef mashain can be shtar. Can't be poda hagdish or maishasheni with a shtar. Shtar is stronger because a shtar, can, you can get divorced with a shtar, you can't get divorced with kesef. That we already had this look here earlier. And in certain ways, both kesef and shtar are stronger than chazaka, and in certain ways, chazaka is stronger than both kesef and shtar. Both Kesef and Chazaka are stronger than, than the, both Kesef and Shtar rather are stronger than Chazaka because Kesef and Shtar both work to be Kona and Eved Ivri. Chazaka does not work to be Kona and Eved Ivri. Chazaka is stronger than Kesef and Shtar. That if you're selling 10 different fields in 10 different places, once you make a Kinyan on one of them, once you do Chazaka on one of them, 
you're kona all of them. But that only works if you're giving the money, the value of all of them. So you see very clearly, but if you didn't give the value of all of them, then you're only being kona that which you actually paid for. So apparently you're only kona that which you actually paid for when you're doing a Kinyan Agav. Over here you only made a Kinyan on one of the Karkaos. The other Karkaos you're being kona Agav, this one karka that you made the Kinyan on, and still you can only be kona the other karkaos, connected what you already paid for. Frek tells us a very simple question. If you're paying for all of the land anyway, so why do you need to use a Kinyan Agav by making a Chazak on this one land, and then Agav this one land, you'll get all the other lands. You're paying for all of them anyway, why not just say Kinyan Kesef? That you're kona all of them with a Kinyan Kesef. Vim tomer Kesef. That we're talking about a place where you're not kona with uh, kesef, meaning that in that location they don't rely on kesef as a valid form of kinyan. So says, tell us one second. How can you say that chazaka is stronger than kesef? Because you see that chazaka works on the uh, ten lands, even though you're only being making the kinyan on the one land. It only works if you also gave kesef. So how can you say that Chazak is stronger than Kesef? Chazak only works when there's Kesef there as well. That if it was a Matana, then you would be able to do it without Kesef. You only need the Kesef because it was a sale. But if it was a Matana, then obviously you don't have to pay for it. And then the Kinyan Agav would work when you just are Machzik, one of the fields. Then Tulsa suggests that maybe the reason we're not assuming Kinyan Kesef, because Rabbeinu Shmuel, maybe the reason we're not assuming Kinyan Kesef over here is that it all has to be paid for, but it doesn't say that you have to be giving the money right now. Let's say I happen to owe you a uh, million dollars, and the value of all these fields is a million dollars. So instead of me uh, actually paying the million dollars, it could just be if you happen to owe me rather than a million dollars, and I'm buying all these fields now, so I could just say, you know what? Don't pay me back the million dollars. We're even now. You're giving me all these fields that are worth a million dollars. That's not a Kenyan case. If nothing's actually changing hands, I'm not giving you anything now. You certainly can't be Makadish Nisha like that. That's what we call that wouldn't work. So you certainly, it certainly wouldn't work as a Kinyan. That's not a formal act of Kinyan. But yet, it would still be, uh, it would still count as having paid. It would still count as, a, as being a valid payment. Says Gemara Mesayel Shmuel. Bring a raya. This is a raya to Shmuel. Dama Shmuel, Machlas Sados, Besser Medinos, Kimishik Zagvaxman, Kanas Kulan. Shmuel is one that held this din that if you want to buy 10 fields in 10 different places, you make a Chazaka in one of them and you acquire all 10 fields. Amar Vachavid Ravika Teda. He says, of course you should be able to buy all ten fields in all ten places by just making a kinyan on one of them, because you could do that with ten animals. If you have ten animals that are all tied together, you could do a mesira on one of the animals, and you could then be kona all of them. So why should a field be any different? It's obvious. Now you can't compare being kona ten different animals to being kona ten different fields. The animals are all tied together. So when you yank one of them, the others are going to come along for the ride. By the fields, it doesn't work that way, obviously. Ikadamri, another version of this conversation, has it flipped around. That Amar Avracha Breid Ravika Teda Dilokani Ilu Masalas Beimus Bafsarach Ramalot Zukani Mikani. That the raya that it should not work if there are ten animals, and that it should not work to be kona one field uh, and have that kinyan work for ten different fields, is if you have ten animals tied together and you say, here, Zukani, just be kona 
this one animal. So then uh, would it work? It obviously doesn't work if you just said zucchini. So it shouldn't work on the fields either. Says Mar, no, you can't compare. It's not a, it's not, it's not a valid comparison to compare 10 different animals tied together to 10 different fields. Midami, hasam, gufim, muchlakim. The animals are all independent entities. But all of a landmass is all considered connected to each other. So the fields are in a certain way more connected to each other and therefore more likely for a Kenyan on one of them to work for all of them than it is by the animals that are, uh, because the animals are considered less connected to each other. Period. That's the end of the sugya of Kenyan Agav. Now we move on to the sugya of Gilgul Shvua. The Mishnah had said that one of the things about uh, ab- uh, about about metaltalin is that even though normally you cannot take a shvua on karkos, you can only take a shvua on kesav and metaltalin. If you're already taking a shvua on that which you're allowed to take a shvua on, we could do a gilgul shvua, make you take a shvua on karka as well. That's the notion of gilgul shvua. So the Gemara says this is a very intriguing concept that you're going to break the rules and take a shvua on something that normally you can't take a shvua on. Where do we learn such a thing? Where do we find in the Torah a notion of Gilgul Shvua? So uh, we're, we're learning by Dine Mamanus over here about, uh, about Gilgul Shvua. That's where it would normally apply. And the Gemara has the most, uh, the, the, a source which seems out of left field. And the Gemara is going to point this out that it seems to, to not fit. That by the Sota, the woman has to say, Amen, Amen. Utnan, and the Mishnah says, we're going to, by the end of this, by the end of the analysis, we're going to see that, th- that there's a Gilgul involved, but it'll take us a little while to get there. It says in the Mishnah, Almahi Omeris Amen, Amen. What's this double expression, Amen, Amen? Well, it's Amen, Allah, Allah, Amen, Allah, Shavua. It's Amen on the uh, curse and on the Shavua. Amen, Imme Ishzeh. Amen im meyishacher that it's amen if it was if I cheated with this guy or with uh, with another guy who my husband didn't even suspect me of um, the the lechora we could have stopped right there the rishonim already asked Rikasha, don't you see Gilgul Shvur right right here that amen im meyishacher he's not asking her to take a shvur about ishacher but once she's taking a shvur about this guy she's taking a shvur about other guys so the rishonim work on that kasha tells the ramban all the rishonim work on that kasha amen shalosatisia rusa unesua ushomeris yavam Uknusa, that at no stage of my marriage did I violate this Avera. Not when I was in Arusa, not when I was in Asua, not when I was in Shomeris Yavam, not as a Knusa. So, hi Arusa Echidami. What exactly is this case of Arusa that we're talking about? What would be the case where she's already a Sota and she's taking the, uh, the Shavuah that she, was, that she didn't drink and that she didn't, uh, she didn't do the Avera as an Arusa? If everything happened during Erisin, the Kinoi and the actual Hashkas may Sota. The Kinoi is when the husband says, I don't want you hanging out with that guy. And then everything happened. The whole process happened all the way to the point where she's drinking still as an Arusa. But the Allah is, the Mishnah says, that it's not true that an Arusa doesn't drink the Mesota. So it can't be that Arusa means that she's still an Arusa. My time, why doesn't Arusa drink the Mesota? Because part of drinking the Mesota, she has to already be living with her husband. She already has to be living in her husband's house. And we've uh, pointed out many times throughout this Mesota already that an Arusa is an Ashes Ish, the base of Iha. But uh, in the Sua is an Ashes Ish, the base. Sabal. So she's still the base of Iyaz in Arusa. It wouldn't be considered Tachsi Sheikh. 
Ella de Kanila Kshiarusa, Vinistra Kshiarusa. Now, the case must have been the Kinoi and the Stira happened when she was in Arusa. Husband said, I don't want you being hanging out with that man when she was in Arusa, and she actually what, did, uh, did close herself up in, uh, in a room with that man when she was in Arusa. But the Kamashkila Kshinasua, but the actual Ashkas Mesoth is only happening when she's in Nasua. Says Gemara, well, Mi Batkila Maya, is the Mayan Botkim Esishto in that case? Does it work in that case, but the the Mesota only works if the man is also innocent of doing anything wrong. Only when the man is is the Mayim Bodik his wife. If the man is not if he is violated Averus himself, then the water is not is not Bodik his wife. So how do we see that he didn't Aver over here? Because after the Kino Yastira, he had Nisuin with her. So he had Nisun with her, means he had beer with her, that he was he slept with her after the, the Kino Yastira. So you see that he's done in Avera. So that can't be that can't be the case of uh, of of her um, doing this as an Arusa, her drinking the Mesota when she's in the Sua about what happened when she was in Arusa. So it must be that once she's taking a shvua and she's uh, saying a main about everything as a nesua, she says, yeah, and also, by the way, for any kinu stira as an arusa as well. That we're just adding on as a gilgul. Now, the Gemara says that it could be that, 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 uh, that the, the Gemara said it couldn't be that it was after the, that the kinu stira happened when she was in arusa and then the, uh, the, the hashkas mesota was as a nesua because the husband would not be menuka me'avon. So Tulsa just points out, why doesn't the Gemara just say that he, he didn't know he was uh, Baal her Bishogeg at the time that he was Baal her, he didn't know that she was Nistra he knew obviously that it was Makani because he was involved but maybe he didn't know that she was Nistra so you see from here Tos says that even if he did the Avera Bishogeg that even that's not called Menuka Me'avon even if he did a Bishogeg because it could be otherwise we have a simple Ukimta just say that uh, that he didn't know okay Bezashem will uh, we'll continue with Gilgul Shavuot tomorrow